Chapter Fifty Three of the Wyvern Mystery. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by John Brandon. The Wyvern Mystery by Joseph Sheridan Lafanu. Harry Fairfield grows uneasy. A few days later harry fairfield rode from wyvern into the picturesque little town of wickford and passing the steep narrow bridge pulled up near the church at the door of dr willet harry had something to say to the doctor but like a good diplomatist that shrewd dealer in horses preferred letting the doctor talk a bit on his own account first he found him in slippers and dressing-gown clipping his evergreens that grew in front of his house the hour of his forenoon excursion not having yet arrived woodman spare that tree said harry quoting a popular song facetiously the doctor looked up and how is dr willet this morning said harry oh oh is that you said the doctor straightening his back with a little effort for he had been stooping to his task and old backs don't unbend in a moment quite well thank you so are you i see can't complain and how's the old squire said the doctor how's the old house answered harry staunch and straight and like to stand for ever i see no change in him and all well over at carwell far from it said the doctor and who's sick the poor young mother very ill indeed said he nervous low and feverish she has been and yesterday when i saw her it was plainly fever quite declared what sort of fever asked harry well the nerves are very much engaged began the doctor take care it ain't typhus said harry the baby hain't got it i hope no the child's all safe there's typhus down at grice's mill and a child in scarlatina in the glen i hear is there huh it has been going a good deal at that side i'm told said dr willet there's lady windale at olton very good-natured she seems to be wouldn't she take the child and nurse it for a while it's a nice place well enclosed and lies high not likely to get in there i attended a patient there in dropsy once when it was let and the windale's away in india ay she's good-natured she'd have the mother and child together with a welcome but she says she won't take no one's babby to nurse away from its people and she's right i think so the young chap must stand his ground and bide the fortune of war you know what time should you be there to-day he inquired three o'clock very well then i'll be passing at the mill end of the glen about that time and i'll ride up and look in just to hear what you have to say and i'll get home by cressley common it'll do me as well as t'other way 
I turned aside a bit to reach you and hear the news, and I must be jogging again. Goodbye, doctor. Is your church clock right? said Harry, looking up at the old tower and pulling out his watch to compare. The clock goes as it pleaseth the clerk, the old saw tells us. But we all go by the clock here, and it does keep right good time, said old Doc Willet, with his hand over his eyes, reading its golden hands and figures, as Harry was. Well, then, doctor, good-bye, and God bless ye, said Harry, and away he rode without hearing the doctor's farewell. At Carwell Grange, at three o'clock, there was the gloom and silence of a sick-house, the tiptoe tread of old Dulcibella and her whisperings at the door were scarcely audible, and now and then a weary moan was heard in the darkened room, and the wail and squall of a little child from another room not far off. Old Mildred Tarnley had undertaken the charge of the child while Dulcibella, with the aid of a neighbor brought in for the occasion, took charge of the sick lady before three o'clock came to the surprise of this sad household harry fairfield arrived he did not come riding he arrived in a tax cart he had got through more real work that day than many men who were earning their bread by their labor give this one a feed tom and how's all here said he throwing the apron off and jumping down bad enough i'm afraid sir worse i don't know sir till the doctor comes but can't be no better for i heard mrs crane say she didn't close an eye all night i hope they're not forgetting the child in the hurry said harry mrs tarnley and lily dogger looks after him turn about that wouldn't do nohow you know said harry and give her a good feed tom good dog good bone she came at a good lick i can tell you up the glen the doctor will be here soon ay sir well i'll stay here till i hear what he says and there's sickness in carwell glen here i'm told i de say sir there's a good deal going i hear ye needn't take her out of the shafts tom fix her head in a halter by the gate in the ring there if you have a nose-bag at hand and come in here she's as quiet as a lamb i want to talk to you a bit i'm going to buy two or three fillies and think of any you may have seen down about here old tarnley's in the kitchen now is she i think she is sir well think of them fillies if you can there's business to be done if i can get em to suit so in marched harry and tapped at the kitchen window and nodded and smiled to mrs tarnley so you're all sick down here i'm told but sickness is better than sadness that's all i can say lass said harry pacing much in his usual way into the kitchen and clapping his big hand down on mildred's shoulder sick sore and sorry we be sir your brother's not that long buried that there should be no sadness in the grange his own house that was and his widow's that is 
sickness may well be better than sadness but taint turn about we them here but one and t'other both together and that slut upstairs mr dogger if you please out of the scullery into the bedchamber she's no more used to me than the cock at the top of carwell steeple i never knew such times in carwell grange i'm wore off my old feet i can't stand it long and i wish twenty times in a day i was quiet at last in my grave a gruntin horse and a grumblin wife they say lasts long never you fear you won't die this time old girl and i wouldn't know the grange if you wasn't here twill all be right again soon i warrant no wind blows long at the highest you know and we'll hear what the doctor says just now hoot what can the doctor say but just the old thing the leech to the physic and god to the cure and death will do as god allows and sickness shows us what we are and all fears the grave as the child does the dark i don't know much good he's doin as much as he did for master charles not but he's as good as another and better than many a one maybe but he costs a deal o money and only lady windale came over here yesterday poorly though she is and not able to get out of her coach and saw mrs crane and lent a fifty pun note to keep all straight till the young lady please god may be able to look about her and see after em herself we'd a been at a sore pinch before the week was out pity's good but helps better tis well in this miserly world there's a kind one left here and there that wouldn't let kindred want in the midst of plenty there's squire harry o wyvern and his own little grandson lying up in the cradle there and look at you master harry i wonder you hadn't the thought harry laughed perhaps the least degree awkwardly why chickabiddy began harry i'm none of your chickabiddies i'm old mildred tarnley o the grange o carwell that's in the service o the family her and hers many a long year and i speaks my mind and i shouldn't like the family to be talked of as it will for meanness if there's a want of money here in times of sickness tis a shame well you know there's no want but the governor's riled just now and he'll come round again and as far as me i'm as poor a dog as is in the parish take me and turn me round and round and what more am i than just a poor devil that lives by horses and not always the price of a pot of stout in my pocket four farthings and a thimble makes the tailor's pocket jingle your tongue's a bit hard mildred but you mean well and there's kindness at the bottom of the mug 
though the brew be bitter i tink i hear the doctor said mildred placing her palm behind her ear and listening ay said harry i hear him talkin and forth he strode to meet him before he went up harry and the doctor talked together for a little in the panelled sitting-room with which we are familiar i'm sure to see you here eh before i go yes i shall look in here all right said harry and the doctor walked up the stairs on his exploration End of chapter 53 Recording by John Brandon